Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins One sentence summary Awaken the Giant Within is a psychological blueprint you can follow to wake up and start taking control of your life, starting in your mind, spreading through your body, and then all the way through your relationships, work, and finances until you are the giant you were always meant to be. My favorite quote from the author is, If you can't, you must, and if you must, you can. Tony Robbins Sometimes I forget. I read the summary of a book like this and think, man, I've heard a lot of this before. But that's because A, I read a lot of self-help books, and B, the market has been flooded with them over the past 20-30 years. This makes it easy to forget to put each book into perspective. Awaken the Giant Within was released in 1991, the year I was born. If I imagine someone reading it some 25 years ago, this book can't have felt anything other than groundbreaking. The strategies and techniques Tony Robbins talks about have long become standard practice, but he pioneered them. Here are three lessons to help you feel more in charge of your life than ever before. 1. Associate bad habits with pain and good ones with pleasure. 2. Change the words you use to transform how you feel and deal with problems. 3. Make up your own rules and communicate them to become happier. Are you ready to wake up your inner giant? Then here we go. Awaken the giant within lesson 1. Associate bad habits with pain and good ones with pleasure. This answers the question, how can I manage my habits in a better way? A very simple framework to look at the world is this. All of our actions are aimed at either avoiding pain or getting pleasure. Going to the job you don't like is something you do to avoid the pain of not being able to pay rent. Listening to your favorite song should lift your mood. And so on. You can use this framework to successfully break bad habits and establish good ones. You simply have to pair bad habits with pain and good habits with pleasure. For example, if you want to quit eating chocolate, Tony says you should force yourself to sing a song you hate out loud every time you eat some. After having to sing a terrible song loudly at a packed restaurant even once just because you ordered molten chocolate lava cake for dessert, chances are you'll easily avoid the cocoa packed candy from then on. Eventually, you'll have to replace your bad habit with a new, better, more positive one in order to fill the void. This is a crucial part of habit change. A technique called temptation bundling can help you with it. The creator, Kathy Milkman, loved the Hunger Games audiobooks, but allowed herself to listen only while working out in the gym. As a result, she worked out six times a week, just to find out what happens next. Awaken the Giant Within, Lesson 2. Use different words to end up in a different state of mind. This answers the question, how powerful are words in determining our mental state? If you've ever seen Tony Robbins in action, you know he's a powerful guy in every sense of the word. He's tall, big, loud, and has a very positive aura. Something you might have not picked up on is his vocabulary. Tony always uses expressive and unusual language to reinforce positive emotions and play down negative ones. He calls this transformational vocabulary and says it's very important to watch your language. Because the way you describe how you experience the world is a big and defining part of that experience. In the English language, there are over 3,000 words to describe emotions. Sadly, 66% of them are for negative emotions, twice as many as for positive ones. 
So how can you use words to your advantage? Reinforce good feelings with powerful words and play down bad emotions with less intense language. For example, instead of saying that lying in the sun makes you feel happy, you could say, I'm in complete bliss. And instead of yelling, this piece of junk is annoying the crap out of me, at your car that just broke down, you could say, well, that's a bit unfortunate. And as a pro tip, use unusual words to make yourself laugh at tough situations. For example, say, I do feel a little irked at this, when you're really frustrated. Just hearing yourself talk out loud using such old-fashioned words will instantly put you in a better mood. Awaken the giant within, lesson 3. Make up your own rules and tell other people about them to increase your happiness. This answers the question, how can artificial limitation of our lives make us happier? I'm having a long day at work today, but I know I'll feel great once I sit down on my couch after I come home. Have you ever thought something like this? I'm pretty sure you have. We all have our own little rules that determine what does and doesn't make us happy. However, all too often we make up rules where we give away control. For example, I'll be so happy if my boss tells me I did a great job with this presentation. It's not a good rule to have because you hand over your happiness to your boss, whom you can't control. So first, make up better rules. I'll be happy if I spend at least one hour of focused work on this event plan. Is a lot better than the rule above, because this is something you can influence. Secondly, communicate your rules as much as you can, because you can't possibly expect other people to have the same rules as you do. When you think your best friend is not a good friend because she only calls you once a month, then that's just your rule about thinking best friends call each other every few days. Tell her that that's what you believe and she'll tell you her rule, which then lets the two of you find a better solution that works for both of you. My personal takeaways from Awaken the Giant Within for 2017. Alright, I would like to give some background on lesson 3 especially and then tell a story I've picked up from Tony that's really stuck with me over the years. First, Rule number three is to make up your own rules and to communicate them so you'll become happier. Today, just today, I published a blog post uh, about my seven rules of life. So in 2010, I once sat down at my desk and I asked myself if I could have a set of rules for my life uh, that basically covers everything I need to know. And I want these rules to be rules that make me super happy, right? Like if I live by, if I had a set of rules to live by, which would make me super happy, what would it be? And back then I came up with, I think there were 30 rules or principles, if you want to call it that. Uh, I wrote them down. I put them on a piece of paper and I pinned that piece of paper to my wall in my childhood bedroom. It's still there. It's it's I'm in the room next to it now, so but it's still there. And this week I found a question on Quora that asked, what are your top seven rules of life? And I thought, well, maybe it's a good time to reflect on these 30 rules and try to sort of condense them into seven. Like which seven ones do they sort of form into? Which ones have they merged into? And I came up with my top seven rules of, of a happy life, what I think makes me happy. So I wrote on the blog about those. Uh, you can go to niklasgirke.com slash rules of life. That's uh, with dashes in between rules dash of dash life. 
to read that. And the idea behind all of that is not what's the content of the rules or what rules there are, because we all have different ones that work for us. The idea behind this is that artificially limiting your choices and your freedom is actually liberating. So this is this is a paradox. But if you say to yourself, I can never drink alcohol, for example, and you know, because you know, in a world where you drink alcohol a lot or you drink no alcohol at all, the version of you that never drinks alcohol will be the happier version, then that's a pretty good rule to have to make yourself happier over the course of a lifetime. So that's the idea behind setting these rules for yourself and then telling other people about them because it gives you your own sort of credo, your own set of values you can believe in and hold on to. And that's really powerful, also very liberating because it puts some choices on autopilot and you don't have to think about them anymore. And next thing I want to share is the story uh, about the golfer. And the story about the golfer, you can find it on YouTube, is basically Tony saying uh, he got golf lessons and then he did really well one day, he did really bad the next day, and he told his instructor that his instructor sucked. But then uh, his instructor said, well, if, if, you, if you are all the way in the rough, And if you're all the way or if you're all the way in the green might be determined by actually just a few millimeters. So when nothing's working, when absolutely everything goes wrong, you have to know that you might be just a few millimeters off, just a few millimeters. Because when you hit the ball a millimeter higher or lower, the trajectory of the ball where he goes over the course of 200 yards is huge. It's insane how much a millimeter hit lower or higher on the ball itself changes the entire trajectory. And with self-improvement, it's really the same. You might make small changes, but over the course of 10, 20, 30 years, they have huge consequences. So that's an idea I like to keep in mind. It's something from Tony that stuck with me. I hope you enjoyed this summary and I'm sure you'll uh, hear more from Tony Robbins on 4-Minute Books very soon.